Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 77, Nicole Smith, running for City Councilor in Ward 2, recorded on September 13th, 2018. Nicole Smith, you're running for City Councilor in Ward 2. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thanks, Joey. It's good to be here. Firstly, tell us, who is Nicole Smith? I was born in Trinidad, moved to Montreal at three, and grew up there. That's where all my children were born, and they still live there. They all work in IT. I moved to Hamilton eight years ago and opened a new Kumon Center. I do Kumon Math and Reading on Dundurn Street South. I'm also the president of the Independent North American Association for the Franchise and a trained facilitator in the open space method of empowering groups of any size to develop action plans they're passionate about. Effective facilitation of a wide variety of groups is what I've spent much of the past 30 years doing. Why are you running? I'm running because I care about representation. Ward 2 deserves better responsiveness and better presence in council and committee meetings. I'm running because we need a council that is really working together. We need people around the table who are big picture thinkers, who understand that the good of the whole city includes the good of the wards and not the other way around, and who have the skills to work effectively with other people. Do you live in Ward 2? Yes or no? Yes. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? I believe one has to have a significant part of one's life in the community. Work, leisure, volunteering, and so on. But I also believe it helps when you actually live there, as there's another level of awareness of the environment that comes when we actually reside in a ward. How have you contributed to the Ward 2 community and our city as a whole? First of all, I was very involved in the participatory budgeting in Ward 2 for a number of years. I've also volunteered for every homeless survey that has happened so far over the past few years. I've delegated to the City Hall on a number of issues, and I'm a member of Hamilton Acorn, Beautiful Alleys, and Cycle Hamilton, as well as a number of other community groups. What are your two priorities for Ward 2? and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole. For Ward 2, I would say excellent representation and safe and complete streets. For Hamilton as a whole, infrastructure for multimodal transit and housing, both affordable housing and addressing our homelessness issue. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? First, being a big picture thinker. In every sphere I've worked or volunteered in, I've always naturally gravitated to the macro as opposed to micro level. Secondly, being a problem solver. Once you understand the landscape and you've identified the issues, there are details that have to be attended to, and I feel that I do those efficiently and well. Finally, facilitation and consensus building. I'm passionate about many things, and at the same time, I'm effective within leadership teams at helping people come to consensus about what needs to be done. Managing development is one of the most important and high-profile roles of the Ward 2 City Councilor. It is a challenging responsibility to ensure zoning changes facilitate development which benefits the community 
while at the same time preventing land speculation, which leaves properties vacant, underutilized, and ultimately harms the fabric of the community. What will be your process for evaluating development applications, and how will you manage competing planning interests in Ward 2? First of all, this is a really important question. It's, as you've correctly identified, it's a central issue for the ward. And I'm very pleased that we have a new downtown secondary plan, which will be guiding our process over the next 15 years, that we have these planning regulations built into that, that guide policies like inclusionary zones, that we have the Section 37 bonusing so that we can work with developers and even explore some facets of Section 37 we haven't touched yet, in addition to affordable housing and community benefits. In terms of the process of evaluation, it's really based within the downtown secondary plan. And most importantly, in terms of the competing issues, I don't really see it as so much competing issues as I see it as, as interests that are mutual. And we need to find those mutual interests of both the community and the developers. And that happens through excellent community consultation. Right now, we have pro forma consultation that involves putting up a billboard and maybe a microsite. I would like to really see genuine community consultation going on to prepare for each of these major developments so that the community really is able to share with the developer as well as the developer with the community what's going on with that development. Hamilton has a rental housing affordability problem. Ward 2 has seen a significant and marked decrease in affordability during the past decade. How will you address housing affordability in Ward 2 and across Hamilton? The beginning is we need a lot more housing. And again, with the downtown secondary plan and with the development that's going on there, as well as hopefully with the LRT, if that goes forward, we will see a lot more housing. But in addition to the affordability that can come through those two, community benefits and affordable housing through LRT and through the downtown secondary plan and the Section 37, I see that there are other opportunities that we're missing right now. Gentle densification, like people making it easy for people to put in granny flats or laneway houses. At the same time, we need to safeguard against abuse. And that's one of the reasons why I'm working with ACORN, is I see in ACORN a community group that's trying its hardest to address the tenant side of the equation. In order to be effective, it needs ways to bridge the gap between tenants and landlords and to develop a rent-safe kind of program that the city can really get behind. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? First, the city needs to streamline the approval process for new businesses. Right now, we have a whole lot of businesses stuck at the level where they are in shared offices but unable to open up shop. At the same time, we have hundreds of empty shops. We need to fill those gaps. Secondly, we need better interfaces with residents. Having one gateway person to deal with an issue instead of the current dizzying, frustrating world of being referred to one department and then another. The website needs a total redesign as well. 
for an effective online interface for residents so people can actually find what they need and also log issues they want to share with the city. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? Safe and complete streets would be a huge improvement of quality of life. Also, I'd like to see a significant increase in green spaces and trees, which would bring not only cleaner air, but would really lower the stress and give us more of a sense of well-being. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, such as the top three, they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked balloting? I'm very much in support of ranked balloting. I'm deeply concerned about the disengagement, the fact that about 30% of people in Hamilton vote, and I think that people want their vote to count. I believe that ranked ballots would help with this. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? I've already mentioned the culture issue in the sense that it is not just within council, but between council and the staff. We really need that to be working much better. We need the staff to be engaged, to be empowered in what they do. We need policies that work for the city. We also have a long way to go in engaging the community and with both better online and in-person engagement and how we respond to that community feedback we can build trust amongst Hamiltonians and further engagement. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager, and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? In a way, a city manager is like our human GPS. It provides the guidance for where we are going with our strategic plan. It reminds council when it is off course. A city manager needs to be able to effectively gauge progress that's being made in the city towards that strategic plan versus the assets, both human and resources that we have. A city manager needs to be able to inspire and motivate, to be creative, to be open to listening both to staff and to empowering them, as we said with the corporate culture piece to stay on track, not getting stalled. So we need somebody with the key skill sets, not somebody who has every skill set, but somebody who is able to identify the skill sets that he or she doesn't have and to empower those people in senior management, spending our dollars wisely. At times we may spend more, but it's what is the ultimate outcome and how effectively we spend the money. So it's not a question of a lowest bidder-ish system, but it's finding the best design within the parameters that we're seeking. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? Well, we have to begin with a realistic assessment of what needs to be done year by year to stay on track with our strategic plan, to understand the limits of the resources but also employ full creativity in making the best use for them. We have to work together with the people we have. We are very rich in Hamilton in our human resources, but right now we're losing out by ignoring and disempowering the people who could make the difference. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. 
What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? So the three words for me, I would hope would be productive, catalyzing, and inspiring. And for council as a whole, collaborative, creative, and exceptional. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks that you wish to share? I would like to thank you for your dedication to the city and the support that you provide to this political process. And I, I want to single you out, not just because of the great work you do, Joey, but I really believe that Hamilton has the incredible potential it has because of individuals who are passionate and committed like yourself. And I see that as our future. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. I wish to thank the Central Branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of their sound studio where we recorded today's podcast. This has been Episode 77 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.